0: Hello biblical lawyers, we're going to be covering Moses' story at the Mount Sinai with his people. This time God is going to be giving his Ten Commandments. Remember Jethro and Moses, they had counseling last podcast and where Jethro told Moses to have other judges rule over the people and they kind of made up their own common law to kind of carry out their life. And now God is going to step in. He's going to give out his ten commandments and what to do and how to rule his people with his commands. So we're going to just get started. Hi, Mark.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Good. So you had all this computer trouble? Yeah,
1: yeah. My computer completely crashed, but I think I got uh, managed to uh, bring it back to life. <laughs> but it took a whole day. The good thing is I didn't like throw it out the window. You know what I mean? That's. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So that was the that was the victory. You know, it's like when these things happen, it's like okay, it's happening, and
2: oh, it's terrifying. I lose, lose my, all your lose my temper.
1: Yeah, yeah. so I, I made a I made a choice to like okay, whatever happens, I'm not going to freak out. Even if you know, even if uh, I never get it You're back, freak
0: out. <laughs> but at least you manage to save the some stuff. Most of the stuff you do not lose most yeah. of it.
1: Yeah. yeah, hopefully. We'll see. I, I still have so many videos I, have, I haven't finished yet, so I should just finish those so I don't lose them. Well, I do sometimes. watch
0: your latest videos on both of your channels, so that's always exciting, the cat and bird story. We had a uh, six-foot snake. For your bird to keep chasing and the cat's killing this dead bird that's chasing around. It might
1: um, not be dead. Spoiler <laughs> alert. The yeah. bird is not dead.
0: The bird is not dead, really.
1: Still, spoiler alert. (gasps) That's the thing; these, you know, these animals don't want to die. (laughs) But there was a sweetest.
2: cruelty. It is well,
1: the cats. This is the cats' problem. You know, I tried (laughs) to. The cats are designed. uh, You know, God, talk to God about it.
0: (laughs) I think I will.
1: God made the cats. To be killing machines.
0: (laughs) Poor bird, but But it lived, uh, right? Did it live? Did it live?
1: No. You'll see Friday.
0: Friday,
1: final chapter of the video. But um, so, so we had a six-foot snake come to the house, and (gasps) I took video. That'll be up next week. And uh, I and mean, I want the cat so that it was, it's, it, it was non-poisonous, but it was, um, it's the most aggressive snake in Southeast Asia in terms of uh, fighting and difficult to capture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I took a video. My cat was, uh, the cats were all freaking out. And although the biggest, the biggest person freaking out was my wife, you know, so I was trying to make the video of my cat and the snake, cause that's what I do. And she was freaking out so much. And then some, was that?
0: I don't know, I live there with all those snakes. It drives me nuts just to even watch the little ones come in the house. And well, those
1: are the ones that the, the cats bring ones. them in. Yeah, all the animals in the house are the cats bring them into the house to, yeah. to torture yeah. them. But um, but this one is too big. The cats couldn't capture it. Um, Darn it. That would have been a, yeah. But then, so so someone came and took the snake away, basically. But I got some stuff on video. Oh Not as much as I wanted to.
0: How do they just get in there? It's like all the. It wasn't
1: in the house. It was in the driveway. Oh, this big snake! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we had a twelve-foot uh, python last year in the in the in the yard.
0: That's crazy. That's
1: just yeah. They have snakes that can eat people here.
0: Wow. You know, like I, like I sent you a video of this
1: thirty feet long,
0: super giant. I don't know what kind of snake that was, but that was trying to eat a truck. Remember that video? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't want to live wherever that was. I yeah,
1: those those shit. are the snakes that eat people too. They can eat anything. The cow. Yeah,
0: whatever. they're huge. And then I watched a movie Anaconda. Uh, yesterday. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but all these super giant snakes. Anyway, so I was thinking about the question that we kind of had in our last podcast with Jethro counseling Moses, whether that was disobeying God or not. Yeah. So there are a ton of verses, especially. In uh, proverbs that say counseling is a good thing. So yeah, like,
1: yeah. No, I think it was uh, a good thing.
0: So I wanted um, to share that actually first. Let me start again.
1: Yeah, like seek seek wise counsel, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. This Jethro character, he just kind of shows up and then he kind of vanishes again. You know, goes back home. I kind of wish he would have stayed.
0: Yeah, I would have liked to on the ending.
1: Why <laughs> he brought Moses' wife and children? He back is home.
0: yeah, but I don't think he's completely gone. So by the time I was done with this, I had another kind of epiphany, which I'll share with you at the end of that. All these verses basically say that counsel is a good thing, right? The counsel of the Lord, which is another topic that we're going to have to get into later. Uh, I don't know. I was trying to figure out who the counsel of the Lord is, much like angel of the Lord. I don't think
1: it's a person. It sounds like just the wisdom or the... uh the words, the so laws.
0: I was trying to figure out if it was referencing the Holy Spirit or Jesus or anything like that. The, I haven't gotten that answer yet. But all these proverbs basically say you you should seek counsel. Like a wise man will hear an increased learning, mm. and increase learning. Man of understanding will yeah. wise counsel. When yeah. there's no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of a counselor, there is
1: same. Mm, interesting. Yeah.
0: The way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but he who listens to counsel is wise. Mm. Without counsel, the purposes are disappointed, but in multitude of counsel, there are established. So I think that's what Moses was doing. He wasn't trying to do it on his own. You know, he had listened to his father-in-law, yeah. he, uh, an elder, basically. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah, an elder, exactly. Yeah, they have uh, church elders these days.
0: So, hear counsel, receive instruction that Mm. you may be wise in your latter days. That's essentially what was happening to Moses. Yeah. Um, Anointment of perfume and rejoice in the heart. So does the sweetness of man's friend by party council. Yep. You know what we already talked about in Exodus 1812, what this is uh Jethro Moses' father in law took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God. All of the elders of Israel came to eat bread with Moses' father in law before God. So they considered him a wise man, and elder among all the other elders. So here's my thought. So the twenty-four elders, nobody knows who they are up in heaven, right? But it kind of
1: where where'd you get this twenty-four elders? Is that from uh
0: revelation
1: revelation or the prophecy i think yeah yeah ezekiel maybe also has something like that yeah well Um, the
0: purpose of elders was exactly this topic that we're talking about which is counsel their counselor so i started thinking that some of the key people already that acted as wise men or somebody with knowledge and leading their flock were all these people that i think are probably going to be some may not be in there but uh, cuz I'm going to keep counting them and see in the by the time revelation comes if they're <laughs> going to be 24 or not
1: That's a good um, idea. Yeah. Yeah, you could probably identify 24 uh hopefully.
0: Yeah, if um, if it becomes one for one match then great. I think we would have some sort of revelation about What
1: that. about um Adam? I didn't even did he fail
0: because he didn't really do much? He was
1: supposed to, yeah. What about uh, Enoch?
0: Uh, He could be in there. I don't know where he came in, though, in the storyline. Well, that was 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 early.
1: The first, that was like Genesis... Five yeah. or six or something like that. Seven.
0: I do know yeah, that Enoch but, was God's friend, but then Noah was really the first person to start establishing authority over something. And, and
1: God came and kind, of, yeah. God kind of kind of talked to these guys as well, right? He came yeah. and revealed Himself to these guys and made a covenant with uh, Noah, Abraham,
0: yeah, Moses. Counselled Abraham or blessed him or did something. Yeah,
1: yeah so you i probably Jennifer put uh, well yeah interesting well yeah that's uh, and then uh, probably some of the prophets like um, elijah elisha these kind of guys yeah you'll you'll, yeah, you'll come as across, we get david to king books. david maybe so
0: i think by the end of all of this list if it's more than 24 then obviously some of these have to come out but
1: if they're human are they um, well that's a different topic yeah but,
0: if, if they're human
1: you think these elders are human or angelic
0: they're not angelic that's okay. uh, i think they do because god is establishing a story and like a tapestry of all these different things that he's bringing in with these books and the purpose of each prophet and elder so by the time In heaven, when you have established, you know, the church, the bride, Jesus ruling on the throne, the 24 elders, I think the 24 elders. And we know that Jesus was starting from beginning to end, including at Mount Sinai. We know that's Jesus because he's already established himself as Yahweh. He's counseling Moses and Moses then counseling everybody else to lead his people. So I, I have to think that it has to be Moses and like him all the way up, sitting on the throne with God himself, as they were already kind of communicating on earth with all mm. these people anyway.
1: It makes sense, yeah.
0: It's always your turn.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll try. I didn't sleep much. Uh, all right, so uh-huh. Exodus 19, we finally at Mount Sinai. Now, I know, I believe this is, oh, here it says right here. In the third month after the children of Israel had gone, Gone forth out of the land of Egypt on the same day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. When they set out from Rephidim, they came to the wilderness of Sinai and camped in the wilderness. Israel camped there before the mount. So it's three months after they left Egypt. And they're going to be here for about 10 months or so, by the way. And um, I think, uh, yeah, they're going to be here quite a while. Moses went up to God and the Lord called him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I lifted you up on eagle's wings, and brought you to myself. Now remember in Revelation, there's a something about eagle's wings as well, Revelation 12. Now therefore, if you will faithfully obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my special possession out of all the nations, for all the earth is mine. That's a key verse right there, right? That's kind yeah, of the whole I, point, right there.
0: Yeah, taldo um, Harari, For all the earth is mine, so you don't get to say it anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That all the earth is mine, and that's kind of that's the real promised land, right? Yeah. Um, and that was the plan the whole time. And also, I like to c- connect this back to Adam and, and, uh especially Abraham as well, right? Uh, but even the uh, Genesis three fifteen, um, the woman will the the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. Yep. And then, you know, they have this uh, promised seed, and uh, he's kind of uh, continuing to establish his kingdom. And and now God is really kind of allowing people to take part in this uh, reclamation of land that Adam was kind of supposed to do anyway. I I find this one
0: interesting. It's in my special possession out of all the nations. What does he mean by special possession out of all? Well,
1: that's, yeah, that's the uh, family. Like because this
0: is chosen, basically? Israel. yeah
1: was, well the covenant because he, yeah he's gonna go he's gonna be in covenant with these people but not with everyone else but like these the people, people are supposed to demonstrate the uh, kingdom of god to other people
0: i've always had that question well why them why not choose anybody else and then it kind of dawned on me later that really, since the whole nation and whole earth of people are specializing in one thing or another, like China is manufacturing and America is basically managing projects to lead the world, whatever, and Russia in natural gas and oil and all that stuff. So I was thinking about how all these nations specialize. And then I was thinking that maybe God had chosen specific groups of people or to create a nation where they would be, if they had done everything God had told them and commanded them, they would have revealed God to the whole planet as their specialty. The spirit yeah, of God, yeah. the knowledge of God would have been, through, they would have been the priests of the earth, basically.
1: That's what it says. That's exactly what the plan was. But
0: that never happened.
1: It goes back to the promises of Abraham. He's not, he's not doing it because these people are so good. No. And they're, they're a bunch of misfits, really, but... uh you know, they're no better than anyone else, actually, these people. Um, he, he, God gave a promise to Abraham, so God, is, God keeps his promises. The people do not, but God does. I
0: was also thinking that the new heaven and the new earth, where the new Israel comes down from heaven, I think in that time frame, there will be a specific area, specific people, that are going to be priests of the whole world, like God and I think
1: no, life. I think well, okay, yeah, I think I think um, okay, that's that's maybe. maybe I think the entire world that, at that point, the entire world will be the holy land. There'll be no part of the earth that is not holy, and all yeah, people will be
2: that,
1: all right? people will be in covenant with God. There will be no unbelievers, or, or no more deception, no more evil, no more wicked people.
0: No. But I wonder if there still would have any need for priests and a holy.
1: Everyone will be a priest. I mean, it depends on like what do how do you define a priest? It's it's going to tell us kind of what a priest does soon after. This is a typology. Yeah, this is God's kind of slowly reveals things uh, step by step. You know, he can't reveal it all to the people; they would just totally freak out or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just God the way God's doing it very slowly. You know, even this whole covenant was kind of. a temporary stage, you know. Yeah. Um, but it is a different. See, it now, now it, it is a nation. It's not just a small. It's not just Abraham or a small group of people. The twelve brothers, you know. Now it's like a uh, thousands of people, almost
0: Six between thousand.
1: twenty and thirty <laughs> thousand. Hard <laughs> I to imagine what that. he makes.
0: says, and I was also thinking <laughs> that by having less, that would minimize God's power and what He's actually. No,
1: that's because you're starting at this high level. No. Uh, I'm thinking I, I'm thinking that you know it, whatever number is correct then that's what it is it's but kind of, if it's way. 20 or thirty thousand then that's mm-hmm. where you should have started originally and so it's it's still a lot of people that's a whole stadium full of people yeah
0: well there's a huge difference between 20 thirty thousand versus six hundred thousand because the complexity of what guy would have had to do to rule over his people give them these subtle laws and help them manage in the desert for 40 years. And then have all these numerous descendants that he's going to have from them map. But it doesn't,
1: I mean, the whole thing doesn't have to be this miraculous thing, you know, like, I mean, the mana from heaven yeah. is miraculous. There's enough miracles already, so.
0: Yeah, but the amount of people are also miraculous.
1: So. <laughs> I don't need that to be a America- miracle. Well,
0: you anymore. keep your 2030. I'm going to keep my 600. 000. I
1: like it. I like 2030,000. <laughs> all
0: right. It can be a boss of 2030K.
1: But- it'll all explain itself as we go, I think, Yeah, here. Yeah, um,
0: I'm hoping to find the answer what we're debating about Oh, oh
1: let's go back to verse five again so we and then verse six so verse five now therefore if you will faithfully obey my voice and keep my covenant then you shall be my special possession out of all the nations for all the earth is mine and you will be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation these are the words which you shall speak to the children of israel so it makes you know yahweh is much different than these other gods or the other people's concept of god right their polytheistic world He's not just one, he's not just a mountain god of a certain tribe. He is the god of the whole world, and he chose a small group of people. Because a lot of people will say, oh, Yahweh is just, he's just the Israel's, you know, the Israelites' local god No, who lived on the mountain. That's mm-hmm. all, he, like, they try to, right? They try to minimize God. It's like, no, God created the whole world, but he chose a small group of people. Kind of like like Jesus was born in a in a barn or something, right? Yeah. Like he kind of starts out small, and he's mm-hmm. and he's uh, allowing people to participate, and it's all it's all this happened for for us, but it happened to them. It actually this is all real, but we can learn from this. All right, so Moses came and called for the elders. There's the elders again of the people, and laid before them all these words which the Lord commanded him. Then all the people answered together and said, "All that the Lord has spoken, we will do." See, they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> now, maybe they wanted to do it. Probably, you know, but you know, we'll find well, out they what happened. Made happens.
0: an effort about two we'll days, and then they backslid. Yeah.
1: And Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. Now, notice he does call them the children of Israel, right? So they're children, and that you know they act like children. Actually, so I can't I can't blame them. I'm trying not to be so judgmental about these people. Why not? You know I mean? Like I said before because I would have done the same thing. We're all chi- in God's eyes we're all just children.
0: Yeah, but they have and children make mistakes. Not everybody makes so many mistakes. There are some good faithful <laughs> people. Let's not lump I do.
1: Together. <laughs> I know everyone else doesn't do the things I do but
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: I've, uh, well that's
0: okay. I've that's it. a good thing. But I mean the point of <laughs> listening to God when he's talking to you directly. What do they say? All the Lord has spoken, we will do. And you know that's a lot. They probably
1: meant it. They probably meant it. Oh, I'm Um, sure
0: they did.
1: The Lord said to Moses, Indeed, I'm going to come to you in a thick cloud so that the people may hear what I speak with you and always believe in you. Then Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, go to the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow and have them wash their clothes and be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people of Mount Sinai. So the people have to get all cleaned up and purified to encounter the presence of God. You shall set boundaries for the people all around saying, take heed to yourselves so that you not go up to the onto the mountain or touch its border. Whoever touches the mountain will surely be put to death. No hand will touch him, but he shall surely be stoned or shot through. Whether it be beast or man, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds a long blast, they shall come up to the mountain. So he's trying to protect. See, this is a limited... Um, God's revealing himself actually in a limited way, quite a bit more than he ever has, but it's still limited because the presence of God is it's I think of it like a like ra- like a radioactive nuclear <laughs> power plant or something like it's just so much power there, it's going to burn people up. So he's trying to protect people by being Putting up these strict boundaries because if they do come too close to him, they will die anyway.
0: But he's also establishing his superiority over his people. He's like he's inviting them to his house temporarily on the mountain. Get your people ready, all cleaned up, and then come and have a party with me. And if they disobey, thinking that mountain is just a mountain, then they're going to mm-hmm. die. You know, they they have to the respect. Yeah, that that's yeah. God's house. So I think he's just trying to tell them a separation between him and. The
1: people. So uh, Moses went down from the mountain to the people and sanctified the people and they washed their clothes. He said to the people, be ready for the third day. Do not go near your wives. So they had to, uh, you know, be uh, ritually pure.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. They had to take their, uh, had to take certain tests. (laughs) (laughs) See, the the enemy, the enemy these days has his own, creates his own covenant with his own. P- uh, purity laws, right?
0: Well, oh, it's going to get worse. I think all of these biblical, especially Exodus, if that gets repeated again and by Satan waves, then you can just imagine all the laws that he's going to bring for the future. That's already yeah. happening, you know, more and more. It's getting stricter and stricter. Just 20, 30 years ago, look how much more freedom people had to just walk around and do whatever. Now, they can't they're tracked and traced everywhere
1: those days are over yeah Yeah. so on the third day in the morning there was thunder and lightning and a thick cloud on the mountain and the sound of an exceedingly loud trumpet all the people who were in the camp trembled and you know throughout the bible there's lots of this trumpet imagery there's third day stuff uh thick clouds there's supernatural when the presence of god comes to earth it's uh Quite an event like this. Uh, the day of the Lord, the the final day when Jesus returns oh, will be kind of like this as well.
0: Getting them yeah. scared, like the camp tremble. Oh, it'd be
1: pretty scary, yeah. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. <laughs> now Mount well, Sinai was completely covered in smoke before the Lord had descended upon it in fire, and the smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain shook violently.
0: Wow. This is their first meeting god face to face in a way Mm. yeah because before moses was the intermediary where he would tell the people what god said but now god
1: is going to reveal himself to and they're going to hear his words
0: yeah
1: directly um, just for a short period of time it's almost too much for them to take when the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder moses spoke and god answered him with a voice. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai on the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down, warn the people, lest they force their way to the Lord to look, and many of them perish. Let the priests also which come near to the Lord sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break through against them. Now, see, here we see the priests, right? So, the priests are people who are allowed to come near to the Lord. A little bit more, you know, a little bit closer than other people. Which is good,
0: I think, right? Because they have to lead the flock.
1: Yeah, they're like intermediaries, kind of like Moses. So, Moses said to the Lord, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai. For you warned us, saying, set boundaries around the mountain and sanctify it. Then the Lord said to him, go get down. And come up, you and Aaron, with you, but do not let the priests and the people force their way through to come up to the Lord, lest he break through against them. So Moses went down to the people and spoke to them. Wow. That's a lot of uh, a lot of exercise for Moses. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, think,
0: I'm not sure if it's this chapter or the next one where he glows from coming down the mountain.
1: Yeah, that's later on. Yeah. 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 Yep.
0: So now we have the Ten Commandments. Yay.
1: Whoa. Well, controversy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is there a so this, with the tango? oh yeah
1: of course there is of
0: course oh, what could it be now,
1: so maybe do you want to just go through each one and comment briefly yeah, uh, about sure. what you think it means now it's interesting here is god is speaking these words right yeah so it sounds like they're not written down yet he got it's just god speaking to all the people and all the people hear him which is great uh, so this is might be the first time he's not using moses to speak yeah, to that's people. what I'm
0: saying. So this is now a revelation to the people, finally, the God exactly. that they are following through all these miracles. Yeah. actually see him or hear him or whatever. In itself, is a huge miracle right there, too.
1: And they're usually called the Ten Words, but we call them the Ten Commandments as well these days. But uh, All right, so God spoke all these words. See, it says words they're saying. So the first command, the, the debate, the big debate is... Um, what is the first commandment? Is it just the first, is it verse two? Where like, where does the first commandment begin and where does it end? It might be quite a bit of words in the first commandment. Um, I am the Lord, your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. I think that's the introduction.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's a commandment. Intro. It's not. Yeah, a... yeah.
1: That's the intro. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. So where it says sh- you shall, like that's a commandment, right? Imperative. Yeah. Um, this is the first one
0: then- right here.
1: Well, so there you know I there's actually I don't have the list in front of me. I was going to do that, but I forgot. But there's um there's four there's I think about four different ways to organize these. cuz there's there's really like about 12 or so or more actual commands. Like I Jews know. and Catholics and Protestants and there's like four different ways to number these commandments. So How one of the the main way
0: as they come up here,
1: because there's like twelve, so there's more. Okay, so, so the so first one, you shall. Well, that that wasn't in the original text, but um, you shall have no other gods before me. Okay, so that sounds like that's the first one. But some people combine the rest of it into the first commandment as well, because it's all related. Because this, uh, so so so, some people think that verse four is the second commandment. Some people believe the first commandment is verses 3 through whatever.
0: Each time you oh, that's should, not, that's a new commandment.
1: Not really, though. Not really. Because well, then you're going to have way more than 10.
0: I don't know. I think it's however the 10 that God has already. Because I think in later on, uh, I'm not sure it's in Exodus or the next few books, it repeats these 10 commandments.
1: It does in Deuteronomy. But okay. there's more than 10. But but some of them are related. You shall have no other gods before me. So that's kind of saying there are other gods, right? Or at least people believe there's other gods.
2: The false um, gods. No
1: other Elohim. Yeah. You shall have no other. Uh, let's see, is that Elohim? Yes. Yeah, that's Elohim, which are the you know the divine being, the angels, that kind of stuff. So um,
0: well, we've already established that you know in Egypt there were multiple god worship, little gods. And yeah, everywhere. Wanted came, to everywhere. separate his people among all of the neighboring tribes because yeah. of worshiping other gods. So then, yeah. So
1: that's why I think verses four to six are actually explanation of verse three. In, in, that's where I stand now. I used, you know, in the a
0: Which year ago why. I
1: would have said something different. You shall not make for yourself any graven idol. Or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water below the earth. Talking about making idols to worship, right? So it's kind of related to the verse 3. It's not just talking about art.
0: With this verse uh, sometime. I know it's related to uh, graven images and stuff. But if you read it, just uh, says, uh, "Do not make yourself an engraven idol or any likeness of anything that is in the heavens." So, no images of all the stuff that we do today. Like well, many- as long,
1: I think I think the purpose. I think verse five explains why not. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children. To the third and fourth generation of them who hate me, and showing loving kindness to thousands of them who love me and keep my commandments. But I think that's... so act of
0: worship, maybe don't.
1: I, yeah, it's like don't don't make images that you're going to worship as a god for uh, idolatry, because uh, you know in the the tabernacle they put all these. They actually put images of heavenly things in the tabernacle, and that's that's a, maybe that's some Even kind of churches. exception. Yeah. So I don't I don't think it's all. Uh, I don't think it's banning any image just for this you know that's um for the the sake of an image images of other gods because that's that was the world back then you know just like the world i live in here here now there's statues of all these gods everywhere you go statues of angels statues of animals that represent gods elephants with six heads whatever yeah and eight arms and it's like um don't make those things and and offer food to them and you know they had to feed the demon right to get uh Well, India is one of those
0: countries that totally violated this commandment with all their...
1: Yeah, they're not uh, in covenant with God. That's what everyone in the world did back then. So they're telling them, don't be like these other pagan nations. These are abominations, actually. These statues... They're abominations. Like, you're, they're whoring after other gods who are not really gods, right? They're no, created beings. If, if there is an actual thing, uh, an actual spiritual being behind it that it represents, then um, they're not gods. It, Yahweh just proved the it, gods of the Egyptians are worthless, completely useless. Because
0: God yeah, is so powerful, it, he's not going to allow... He's not going to allow other human beings to degrade who God is, because that's kind of what what's happening, right? If you God is all powerful, all knowing, supreme being that created everything, and yet people create whatever images that they can come up with, more often they pick like rocks and animals. So they're degrading, not even like God at a level of like a human look, but they're even when they make all these false gods into crazy idols with multiple mixture of human heads and animal bodies and stuff like that. That's really degrading God to the lowest of the lowest of his denomination of, you know, the food chain. Like they're not even willing to worship God at the level of a divine being, even if it's like the highest they can think of is a human being and nothing above that. Most of these false idols don't even get up to that level. They're worshiping even lower than that. Which is, yeah,
1: yeah, and there's no, um, you know, they, they like these false gods because you don't yeah. you don't really have to change your behavior. You can uh, you can sin as much as you want, and that's all. Yeah, you know.
0: it's like they want to control their god that they created.
1: Yeah, god, that god lets them do whatever they want. It's all yeah. about them. This god's going to give me this if I do this for him. It's uh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. So there's that's part of the uh, fallen human nature is uh, kind of trapped in idolatry. So he's trying to rescue. He's trying to rescue these Israelites from idolatry, which will just lead to um, eternal uh, punishment, everlasting punishment, right? So he's rescuing them out of. See, well, they had a physical rescue out of Egypt, right? Now it's a kind of a, a spiritual rescue out of idolatry.
0: Well, that's a good point because idolatry in itself also leads to bondage. Even if God like God has to intervene to save those people, just by worshiping their false idols or gods, whatever they pick, they essentially put themselves in bondage to worship that because it's never free. It's not like we know that it, you know, there's a demon connection behind them. It's always gonna require them to do certain things to get. The next best desire that they want,
1: but that's yeah. why these people, like the the elite and the celebrities, the uh, fam- yeah. the famous people, they they do sell their souls, right? So that they get they get a lot of power and influence, and, yeah. and the demons use them for their agenda. And then the people are also kind of using the demons for, for uh, fame and fortune and stuff. And yeah, they have but to they make can't sacrifices. just stop.
0: You know, it's not like all right, I sold my soul, I'll do this one thing. It's always. Mm-hmm. The next, it's kind of like the drug that you always need more the more you yeah. use it. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, the effectiveness goes down. So that's why I think it's yeah. desperate to get do more evil things.
1: Yeah. But some, you know, I think the most common way to look at this is the first commandment is you shall have no other gods. And then the second commandment is about idolatry. That's what most, yeah. that's what we're most familiar with. But there are some good arguments to make for this whole thing is the first commandment, which is, not as popular people out there may never have heard that idea i don't think and then there's happened. a couple other there's a couple other ways to look at it too that i i don't uh, have um, does it
0: matter know. if they're combined or not combined i don't think it because the command maybe is pretty straightforward. yeah
1: either way it's all there yeah see yeah. the content is the same um then yeah all right so the next one is number seven uh You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold guiltless anyone who takes his name in vain. What do you think that kind of means? It's a bit of a, it's a bit ambiguous, I think, when we read it like this. It's like, what does that mean exactly? You know what I mean? I
0: I mean, people have probably struggled with this verse because a lot of them think phrases like, oh my God, when they use it in vanity of whatever that they're Mm. trying or Jesus Christ, holy whatever. You you heard those derogatory stuff
1: it's very common yeah it's it's like um
0: it's in the language of the culture
1: yeah, yeah we don't even know you see it in movies and stuff you know oh, every like,
0: movie is damning god god <laughs> you know every single yeah
1: that's part of it i think that's part of it and i think there's more to it than that too other or there's other yeah, well, ways to apply it
0: oh i'm sure there but i think it has to be again the level of respect that we don't give god and we treat god as if were equal to him or lesser is trying to make a point so like you know when he says invited all the people to his holy mountain to visit them you know uh, to sanctify themselves before they even come they couldn't just act like in casual whatever they were doing even had just you know if they had sex with his wife or whatever come to meet god and then they couldn't do that if God had all these, like a separation, he's telling them that I am holy, you're going to respect my holiness when you come into my house. Then if people don't respect that in their words, then basically they're demeaning God right there.
1: Yeah, and also they're kind of, um, yeah, they're bearing the name, so they're bearing the name of God, they're like God's people, they're like holding the Yahweh flag, you know, they're part of Team Yahweh. (laughs) <laughs> and so they have to represent God to the rest of the world, yeah, uh, accurately as well. That might be part of it as well for the Israelites who who do believe in God and they're trying to be God's people. It's like they have to represent God accurately and fairly.
0: Um, well, people have maybe. to have more reverence for their God than they
1: do. Also, people will like do things in the name of God that are not actually godly. You know, we're going to use the, the the name and reputation of God. To do our own agenda,
0: that puts God's character in jeopardy. Character,
1: yeah. The name is associated with character. Yeah, what he stands for and who he is. So um, it all kind of applies to this. I think. I think there's a lot. In
0: a way, uh, I think we can apply like trademark rules or (laughs) you know copyright or whatever, (laughs) where you cannot disparage a business cannot take somebody else's mark or whatever they're ma- whatever they're making and disparage the business oh, they, you, can oh sp-
1: you mean like like you like you pretend to represent a company that but you really don't or something like that
0: or take uh, their mark and like
1: trademark okay yeah yeah or,
0: yeah or like let's say coca-cola the sign the symbol that they've been using oh yeah
1: yeah yeah and
0: then they disparage that you know yeah like yeah go exactly. and represent something else with it
2: yeah Not yeah like they that's, can't use that's it a good in point.
0: their own business, but. Yeah, they can't disparage or hurt the business by or like like a
1: song it. like like if you want to put someone's song and you're even in your video you can't do it right because the, yeah, the copyright that, that is a copyright, copyright. violation. Yeah. it's a copyright violation that's what this yeah. is don't violate my, my copyright
0: holy name and my <laughs> holy character so he has a trademark yeah. he's the god that's of the interesting. Universe. and yeah
1: you know, yeah yeah
0: you don't want anybody just taking that and then run brand yeah it the Yahweh trademark. brand. Exactly, that's <laughs> what I was trying to say. He has a brand. His
1: branding. It's a branding yep. uh, commandment.
0: Yeah, don't mess with his <laughs>
1: <mind>. <laughs> The brand. Yeah, that's what it is. It's marketing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want the people to minimize his brand in any way.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and yeah, the mis- misrepresent. each
0: other for that.
1: Yeah, but misrepresent the brand.
0: Yeah, you cannot misrepresent.
1: Unlawfully them. or without, without permission.
0: Exactly.
1: Uses name without permission. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's the yeah. And that, we- but
1: that's what people do, right? In the movie, I just saw something the other day. They, you know, they say Jesus Christ in a like oh, as a swear okay. word. You know, yeah. I think though, I think in movies though, sometimes they do it. They actually do that for a reason. Like they're, oh, they're
0: doing it on purpose for sure.
1: Like not, yeah. but not just as a, as a cuss word or to be uh, derogatory, but also to as a symbol. Like somehow what's happening in the movie represents Jesus Christ or something like that. Like there's always a there's always oh, a deeper layer to all these I mean, movies.
0: It's good that you just point that out. That is a very, very first thing. I've lo- I've been saying that all along, that in every movie it's they are making war with God, but they are also using typology like every movie, even the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the Jesus character, you can see Satan's character. And you can you know see all the symbol everything biblical, the hidden meanings are all there. Like I yeah,
1: hope. yeah, yeah. A lot of these characters I think represent uh, demons or um, yeah, fallen angels. You know, especially if it's like a vampire movie or something, and you know yeah. they're, they're forces of there's certain there's like a, it's this this cosmic battle going on. Even, even if it's just human characters, they often represent demonic uh, entities. But
0: even symbolism, like Jesus, uh, the cross, you know, they'll, do, they'll use, like, Toy Story. I don't know which one, but maybe the last one. You can see all those symbols. So anybody who's watching movies with me, you're going to, like, you know, I hate me after the end of the movie. You can see all the typology stuff, even in Toy Story and all the kids' books. Like the end-of-the-world themes jesus christ you know on the cross that kind of stuff they do take god's name everywhere
1: all right so this one verse eight now usually this is the fourth commandment but depending on how you organize the first the other ones it could be the third commandment now but uh so remember the sabbath day and keep it holy six days you shall labor and do all your work but the seventh day is a sabbath to the lord your god on it you shall not do any work you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or your sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord uh, blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy.
0: The seventh day, the Sabbath commandment, I think that applies to all believers and the people that follow this covenant or that are in covenant with God.
1: In this co- this Mosaic Covenant, or the Sinai Covenant, however you want to call it. I would agree with that, yeah.
0: Because it's not about here, it's not so much about the people. It's that he made it holy and he's connecting it to the seventh day where he rested when he created everything. It's really God's day, he made it holy. So if it's holy, then I think people, all believers should honor that, don't you?
1: Well, we kind of do. It is in Hebrews, I think it's Hebrews 8, but... There's um, it is a, It's also a sign of the covenant in Exodus 31. We'll come to that later on, but it's a sign. See, this is a little different than the other commandments in that it's kind of uh, what they might call a ceremonial type of thing. Yeah, this but is it's not ceremonial.
0: Um, this is strictly saying, you know, the seventh day is my day.
1: And- yeah, yeah. It relates to the first commandment in a way you know, the first uh yeah. three or you know the, the ones before that it directly relates i am your god right uh you shall have no other gods before me and then uh, yeah, every I week they're reminded
0: point. it's all connected to god himself up to this these point. first
1: four you yeah. just want to use the traditional numbering. That's um, like like Jesus said later on. They asked him, right, what are the What are the most important commandments? The, you know, he said, uh, um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, right? That kind of summarizes the first four. And then the second uh, six are, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And those summaries are also mm-hmm. found in the book of Lebit- yeah. Leviticus and Deuteronomy. I love so he, pretty much summarizes all of
0: them.
1: Yeah, love God, love your neighbor
0: else, that's
1: what yeah. these 10 commandments are all about right right and the first four love god including the sabbath although if you if you go to uh um,
0: well how if, do you love if You god? want
1: to go to you want to go to a uh, new testament verse real quick colossians chapter 2 now there's other verses where jesus says remember jesus said uh the sabbath was given is, is for man you know god didn't create man for the sabbath god created the sabbath for man so it's a day, day of healing day of rest It's supposed to be a good thing for us, right? Like a gift.
0: A holy day, though, for God.
1: Verse 16, Therefore let no one judge you regarding food or drink or in respect of a holy day or new moon or Sabbath days. These are shadows of things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Do not let anyone cheat you of your reward by delighting in false humility and the worship of angels, dwelling on those things which he has not seen, vainly arrogant due to his unspiritual mind, and not supporting the head from which the entire body nourished and knit together by joints and sinews grows as God gives the increased. But the main thing is verse 17. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. So the substance of the Sabbath belongs to Christ.
0: Because he is Sabbath himself. Yeah. And if you belong to him, then I guess that's how we're keeping it. And not Yeah, I
1: think it's um I think it's Hebrews eight. But there's a verse right here in Hebrews that says, um, says the same thing. Verse 5, they serve in a sanctuary that is an example and shadow of the heavenly one. And then later on, it says, uh, Hebrews uh, 8, 13, last verse of the uh, chapter. In speaking of a new covenant, he has made the first one old. Oh, ah, look at how they translated that. Old. <laughs> That's interesting because it, it's a parallel or opposite of new, right? So, yeah. Most translation would say something like "obsolete." Now that which is decaying and growing old is ready to vanish away. And speaking of a new covenant, which remember the Passover meal is when He established the new covenant, and that's the Lord's supper. See, we fulfill all of these things, all the uh, rituals, and all this stuff that we're going to read about in Exodus, Leviticus. They're yeah. all fulfilled, and the main the main ceremonies we do now are Lord's supper, is the like the replacement Passover. Because yeah. he actually did that at a Passover meal, so that's why we don't have to do the Passover meal anymore. I mean, you could for educational purposes. I think you know it might be fun to do that, but uh, once in a while, you know, just to see what it was like. But the Lord's Supper is the meaningful.
0: Well, yeah, I agree. We don't have to keep it like the Israelites did. We're not commanded to do that. But I think for them, the feast of unleavened bread, it was supposed to be for them for all generations forever so i don't know if we could just discard those things when
1: yeah i I look at it as the old this covenant the mosaic covenant was temporary and it's obsolete just like if you had a job contract five years five years it's expired and then you get a new job contract that's kind of similar
0: but but better forever it's obsolete
1: the whole thing god is not i don't think god is part of the old covenant anymore either so nobody is
0: Well, because the frame is over, there's no more Israelites to manage like that for them to keep it. They were dispersed all over the world. uh, No, the Jews were
1: there. The Jews. What about the Jews?
0: All of them. um, They're all dispersed. We'll read that, actually, later on.
1: Well, the Israelites, the northern ten tribes, and then the southern two tribes. Judah and all that.
0: that. They weren't given the land yet. I don't think, I mean, the people that are there now, I don't even believe that it's... The real ones it's just it, that country was artificially established but that's not what god was talking about but we'll get to that because you know there's so many verses that kind of tie in together and those don't come in until like much later in the books
1: hebrews chapter 4 therefore since the promise of entering his rest remains so there's a future promise that has not yet been fulfilled Let us fear, lest any of you should seem to come short of it, for the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word preached, he's talking about these people in the, the, he's talking about the very people we're reading about in Exodus. That's them. But the word preached did not benefit them. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was not mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed have entered his rest, as he has said, as I have sworn in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Like, that's when he gets angry at the Israelites, punishes them. However, his works have been finished since the creation of the world, for he spoke somewhere about the seventh day like this, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, in the present passage, he said, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and they to whom it was first preached did not enter due to unbelief, again, he establishes a certain day today, saying through David, after so long a time, as it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have later spoken of another day. Therefore, a rest remains for the people of God. For whoever enters his rest will also cease from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter that rest lest anyone fall by the same pattern of unbelief.
0: Well, this is important, (laughs) so we should keep reading.
1: Let's read the whole thing. For the word of God is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intents of the heart. There is no creature that is not revealed in his sight, for all things are bare and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account.
0: By faith, we are resting in
1: Right. Yeah, and, and there's the future rest. I think he's talking about the uh, the kingdom of God coming to earth. You know, after uh, after the second coming, yeah, the eternal rest. He's really talking about the. So I think I think the seventh day of creation points to the eternal rest that yes, we're not in yet. We're not yeah. there yet. That's the real Sabbath. I think that's the real Sabbath in this seventh day weekly Saturday Sabbath that they're talking about here in the Mosaic covenant is a. Um, it's just a memorial of that of the real it's a it's a shadow of things to come yeah well it's you know i mean if people want to keep it we do need a day off every week right so
0: okay there's um, like two levels of this right the everyday commandments for the earthly lives for earthly people mm. and at the same time he's always referencing his promises the final stage you know where we're going to be dwelling with god himself yeah yeah. Um, which, yeah, the not? real, the, this whole oh, story right? is
1: real. It's a typology of these people who, most of them, who fail to enter the promised land, which is a typology of the eternal kingdom of God. And only, only two people from that we're reading about right now, only two people alive at this point in the story will enter the land of Canaan.
0: Uh, from Exodus, you mean?
1: So that means almost 20 or 30,000 people did not enter, or, or 600,000 600, people. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, yeah, because I think they were, they had a lot of unbelief, right? Isn't that pretty much what this? That's kind of what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it's And it's that that stubborn, uh, the, the depravity of man, the, the fallen human condition. It's almost like a disease. Yeah. It's like an addiction, an addiction to sin.
0: Well, not only that, because we're talking about not having faith, unbelief, when they're right there. So that's a different that's- burden on them.
1: I mean, part it's, of it, it's too like a, the it's like they have heart disease in the sense they can't get to that blown, faith
0: for some reason so yeah. they
1: need yeah they need Jesus to to
0: yeah.
1: to cure but they that, had
0: Jesus. that they had Jesus right there they needed
1: the, the uh, Jesus to die on the cross which hadn't happened yet they needed the, the cross. The cross so is what
0: him, cured our men. Well, they killed him. Remember? So they yeah.
1: had they had the angel of the Lord leading them. But I think then the Holy Spirit comes into our heart. See that if if you think yeah. of the if you if if you think of the uh, angel of the Lord as a typology of the Holy Spirit, he's external. He's not in their heart. He's out there. And even Yahweh is up on the mountain, right? And Moses is well, there. I guess
0: in a way, the Holy
1: Spirit um, comes into our heart to do the heart. To, to do some surgery, heart surgery.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking how that even relates to what Satan's going to be doing. So basically, us as humans, not only by faith, we're we're entering in the covenant when God enters us. We're like a duality, like a, a different human being possessed with God in a way.
1: The old man and the new man, or the new yeah. person.
0: But then yeah. Satan is also trying to create this possession by technology possession, yeah, and to, and to keep it. us.
1: Keep us yes. from being born again is what. Uh, that's really all he has to do is to, to destroy us, is prevent us from being born again. A lot of his, uh, you know, the promises of the miracle medicine are actually just poison that will keep us stuck in our unregenerate state,
0: which is working pretty well.
1: It's a, yeah, uh-huh. the fault It's a idolatry, really, right? Idolatry, false salvation, and well, yeah, uh, a lot of our decided problems. Decided
0: from- to reject God and worship something else. That's what they're doing. I mean idolatry is really the root
1: like, of our problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well,
0: now yeah. I think they're doing uh worship of themselves. Like wanting to yeah. attain that godlike status.
1: We um, yeah, human beings want to become gods.
0: Yeah, superhumans. Ultimately. That's all the that's why there's so many uh movies about powers that people have, you know, like these Yeah. superhuman powers.
1: There's a new show out now called uh, Generation V where the the parents inject their children with compound b yeah <laughs> And they become superheroes they <laughs> and, and and there's one of them one of them changes uh sex actually
0: yeah <laughs> yeah there's actually quite a few shows where they were doing like drugs to enhance themselves into these superheroes yeah, yeah.
1: that's pharmacia, right that's what pharmacia and magic has always been about is about uh you know
0: And they might be able to achieve that, I think. I think all these movies kind of point to a time where Satan's going to be able to give them, give the people what they want.
1: It's here already.
0: Yeah. But even more supernatural than what we see it today.
1: Yeah. All right. Verse 12. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land which the Lord your God has given you. They, they're, yeah, they, see, they won't even get into the land for forty years, and only two of them actually enter the land. So There's a kingdom. He's he's making a kingdom of people. And for a kingdom, you need people and you you need land. That's what we talk. When you it's, it, the land idea is pretty important. So they're not there so yet. Yeah. Think what, about what do you think? the
0: towers that people live in now. They don't have any access to live like human beings with land grow their own stuff like we we're disconnected from all of that so i think um it it, for us i think believers that's why god said he's going to build a place for us which probably includes land of our own right
1: and yeah yeah like adam and eve i mean adam and eve are really a typology of what people are supposed to do right they're yeah gardeners or caretakers of the earth and they were supposed to kind of expand this holy kingdom of eden to the rest of the world they failed
0: as they grew i've heard people say well you know we're going to be living in some mansions with within mansions of god whatever he is building for us but i think the idea of land is pretty important too it's not he's not gonna if he knocked down towers on earth he's not going to build a huge tower where he's going to consolidate all these people
1: yeah i would say that's an overly literal interpretation of prophetic literature prophecy well i don't know Prophecy is not always that literal. Yeah. It's like a dream. Well,
0: <laughs> some things are, some things aren't. But <laughs> he's I- He's literally
1: going to b- build a mansion and we're all going to be living in this big mansion. Like that's a little No, no, no. Literal.
0: I don't even know. <laughs> I don't think it actually says that. I think he's saying that, you know, my father has many there mansions.
1: Many rooms. There are many yeah. rooms in the mansion. Something okay,
0: like that. Okay. But we're not going to be living in a cube with rooms that- You ever see the movie Cube?
1: I don't know. Uh
0: you should yeah, watch that someday. So. It's oh. just- it's like a Rubik. it's
1: claustrophobic. <laughs>
2: yeah. Right. So
1: what does this mean? Honor your father and mother.
2: Honor your
0: what if, father. What if your
1: father and mother are like
0: Shitty? complete?
1: Uh, yeah, complete uh, basket.
0: Well, cases. this passage is contemplated for a very long time. How far do you go? Because so many kids have been abused by their parents. Many of them are killed. Right. We know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's some really bad parents out there. Yeah.
0: Super bad. They're not even half bad. They're like really bad. So, how can you honor abusers like that? I come to a point where I think what God was trying to say is as godly homes and a godly father and mother, even if they're not perfect, they are raising you. You have like, that's the authority that you know, the parents have over their child, you have to honor them no matter what. But I think there there's never been a caveat and there's never been an exception in the Bible that I can find. What happens if you have bad parents? Can you still honor them? I think maybe you can.
1: Well, even Jesus says um, we have to put him before our parents he actually kind of transcends this a bit i think um and also these these are he's given this commandment to the israelites who are supposed to be holy and righteous people
2: right so yeah if you're
1: so if if your father and mother are in covenant with god then you honor them but what if they're not if they're not does this apply to them does this apply to fathers and mothers who are not even in covenant with god at all i think in
0: a way it does I mean, because that's the basic human nature, right? That you have, you have to respect your parents, even if they're bad. I mean, the consequences are still there. Like, doesn't mean that you have to take everything they say as truth. You can separate yourself from the abuser, right? You can do that. Mm-hmm. Honoring them is still a different thing. Like, you're not going to beat them up. Yeah, something bad. Yeah. To you, right. You're not. And I gonna- think
1: there are other other commandments about how parents should treat their children, right?
0: Yeah, they're not supposed to anger the children or the wrath of children. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so he he wants good families, basically. He wants healthy Healthy, families. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense, that this is the ideal, what he wants. But the Um, reality
0: is most children um, are subjected to a lot of stuff, especially in this culture. You know, if they manage to pass the abortion – they're not aborted by their <laughs> mothers.
1: I made it that far. Yeah. They wanted to abort me.
0: And then they got to deal with all that. the <laughs> stuff that they get taught, you know, and the parents will let that happen. And they're participating. <laughs> parents are participating at the drag queen shows and all these other things that they do now. If they manage to get through some of that, then they might be hit with more destruction, not only child abuse. Then the societal abuse, the governmental abuse, it just, the list just goes on and on and on. I think it's super hard for kids today than it ever was,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah, they're not getting the healthy uh, nurturing they need. No. They're they're in a horrible environment, you know, at home, yeah. their own homes are toxic, with toxic...
0: There's a mental breakdown between average people, like when they're around groups, they don't even protect the little ones. They're so stupid, I was living by a school, and during the COVID thing, so there was these, and, you know, the mask's been lifted by that time, so there was these group of people, um, like, the older adults, nobody was wearing any, Um, the only one kid was, and some of them had a half, but the only one was, like, fully covered. The kid was so cute, very tiny boy, like, I don't know, he could be a doll, super small. Super cute. He was only, like, probably five or so. And he had it full. And no adult, all these adults, they didn't care that he was suffocating in his own mess. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah? Making them... And the kids just, you know, they're going to listen to adults. They don't know.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I see that all the time. I just think, man, these it's just uh, evil. They just don't even know what they're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I I, I don't know. I think it's a society, you know, they just... A total disconnect of what a healthy family should be.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's that's intentional. You know, they try to destroy the family through yeah. the propaganda over the last few decades, you know. And it seems to be working quite well. Very oh, few yeah. people even grow up with two parents anymore, you know.
0: And healthy parents forget just two. Even, you know, if they manage yeah. to get two parents, that doesn't give them a necessarily a good home mm. either.
1: That's that's true, yeah. Yeah. Because they don't know
0: God's way. That's I think that's bottom line. They don't. Yeah,
1: yeah. They're not. They're not following the previous. The parents are not following the previous commandments, and then, um, and then you know, it all passes down to the children. This uh, all the toxicity is passed down through the generations which I think kind of what God is trying to say there as well that the uh, I don't know if we just read it or we're going to read it you know past the the sins of the I think we just read it didn't we verse 5 actually talks about this visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of them who hate me you know cuz I think there's other verses that say God kind of judges people on their own individual Oh well, yeah, not, it does you know? say that later so on. This might this might be implying that it the sins of the father passed down through the generations, kind of environmentally. You know, like the you know like the alcoholic father might have alcoholic oh, yeah. children. Right. You know that kind of thing. Children will learn various uh, sins from their parents. Yeah. Like that. Like like your your and own sin will be passed true. down to yeah. your children if you don't obey my voice. You're going to pass funny. down your sin to your children.
0: I don't yep. know if God
1: is punishing the children for their parents necessarily. You know what I mean?
0: Not in this one. Because uh, it kind of like, looks like it when you read say, it. Like,
1: I mean, there's other interpretations of that. That uh,
0: well, the um, verse that says that each sin uh, God judges the person with their own sin does not pass on to someone else.
1: So yeah, I, I think I think it's saying uh, yeah the. the the children will be punished in the same way by committing these same sins that he punished the fathers. Could because see the children are punished because they're doing the same sin, sins anyway. Yeah, you know, like like a righteous child will not be punished for his father's sins, but an unrighteous child will be punished in the same way that the unrighteous fa- parents were punished. Something like that.
0: Well, ultimately, if the um, child has a loving heart and loves God, then they're not part of this anyway. It's only yeah. these third and fourth generations of them. Of them who
1: hate me. Yeah, of them who hate me. I think it implies the future generations will also hate God. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I think that's saying. It's that the hate of God is passed down through the that's generations. For sure.
0: I think that is very visible. No one can really deny that now. I mean, we have examples of that every single day. Even today, I watched uh, one of the videos of... John Kerry's daughter wanting to
1: dominate
0: the whole world. You know, the same stuff that her so, father is involved in, she's involved in.
1: They have the, the ketchup empire, the uh, Heinz ketchup.
0: Oh, do they? <laughs> his,
1: his wife, his, his oh, John Kerry's yes. wife is from the Heinz family, the Heinz dynasty. So that's why
0: they can afford to say stupid things, right? Um, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. They're they the ruling money. elite. Yeah. And... um yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point about the uh, father, the parents, and the children. For me, like I became an, an I became basically uh, excommunicated from my family when I stopped drinking. Oh, really? When I started to believe in God, that was like the worst thing you can do in my family. Wow! Not so drinking yourself drinkers? to death—that's like illegal. I was ostracized. I was kicked out of the family.
0: And what about now? Well, Have they accepted you as you are no, now? No, I
1: don't. I don't talk to my family. Rarely, ever.
0: Really, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> that's super sad.
1: People talk well, to their families.
0: Well, you can't talk I to never, them if you're not in the same covenant with God. That's already a given. So, if yeah, I'm not
1: close to my family. Ever since I stopped drinking, I was like a, an outcast of the family.
0: Were they also drinking? Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: my father drank himself to death. And, oh, um, is
0: he alive? I'll
1: talk to my mother. No, he's dead. Oh. He died from drinking. And uh, um, I talk to my mother maybe once a month, but it's uh, difficult.
0: Well, that's sad. I think, you know, it's a bum deal that you get when you don't have good parents. So then you kind of, how do you honor them, you know, when they're never <laughs> honored you?
1: Well, you do forgive them. You, you have to, yeah, ha- we we do it to a certain extent. We have to overcome our childhood uh, issues. You know what I mean? Trauma Because otherwise, we perpetuate that on others ourselves.
0: But the thing is, it never stopped at childhood. It continues to this day because that relationship, Mm. you know, if you have a healthy home with healthy parents, they would, you know, assuming that you had your own family and your own kids, then the interaction with them as grandparents, the lot, you know, the things that they're always involved in one way or another, blessings that you never get. Blessings for your, you know, so all these things are kind of interrelated, generation carrying it on. And if you're never part of that yeah. you off, you never get the experience those things ever. So you're just kind of yeah. out there on your own. You know, you never yeah. have connection. So yeah. I guess we should be thankful that we have our God as our leader. Because the parents are. Yeah. Leader. Well, there's a
1: lot of people like this, though, in the world, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a good thing uh, God is there for us. Even if our parents... In fact, we call him father, right? Father. Yeah. We're his children. He's, our fa- yeah. he's the real father.
0: So yeah, because he's the one who has to raise you. I think when the parents fail, I think most people can probably recognize that it was God who was helping them out when the parents weren't doing their job. Anyway. All right,
1: so next one, 13, you shall not murder. What yes. about um, what about when you go to war and you have to murder people? Is that Does that apply?
0: Well... I think there must be a difference because God also has ordained wars, right? So he Mm -hmm. can't be going against his own commandment when he's raising people to go kill other people, other tribes that went to war with them or defend themselves. I think,
1: yeah, I think murder, does murder mean like on your own volition, for your own individual purposes, you murder somebody. But if you murder in the name of the government, it's okay. Or for God, um, it's okay. But don't murder just because you're angry at somebody, something like that, right? A unsanctioned murder. criminal
0: law, they have a way to define murder, and it usually mm. involves mental state. So it's not just the uh, act itself, but the mental uh, state.
1: Yeah, yeah, what do you call it? Preconceived is it or what's the word?
0: Um, uh, mens rea.
1: Premeditated. Premeditated. Yeah,
0: premeditated. Yeah. You know, like if you have a thought that you actually wanted to murder somebody, even in the heat of passion because that's not premeditated. Like if you but that I think usually gets a lesser sentence if it's like self-defense or it's just a ah, lot you know, of that. Okay. Generally, I think God doesn't want people to murder anybody.
1: Well, he, God kills lots of people. After yeah. this, <laughs> but I, th- I think that's the point, though. It's like um, if, it, like, if the government, you know, if, if the government says you're supposed to go kill people, then you, then it's okay. But then when you come home from the war and then you start killing people on your own, it's not okay. It could be a little confusing,
0: especially a soldier who has to kill on the job. <laughs> I think their mind gets screwed up. Many, many yeah. of them, many yeah, of definitely, syndrome, right?
1: definitely. Oh yeah, my uh, my uncle had that. He was in Vietnam. And he got—he actually died of cancer from the uh, Agent Orange, which is oh, yeah. uh, Monsanto, I believe, made that turned it into Roundup and used it on the yeah. <laughs> soil. And then, and then, like he—he he got cancer from that. And then they—and then they kept—they just kept experimenting on him. Oh. that's the thing—the war. Okay. He went to Vietnam so they could experiment on him. He came home. They just kept experimenting on the guy. It's
0: terrible guy. what they do to soldiers. Even now, you know, they're constantly. Yeah.
1: Oh, Blood you got cancer? Um, Sorry about that. Uh, here's some experimental drugs we'd like to try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, thanks. Especially
0: if you talk you to soldiers today, they, they have the same thing.
1: So murder, yeah. So I think murders kind of makes sense. There's a, a time and a place. Um,
0: Even though the, the stuff that God ordains, like um, protecting yourself or killing an army or something like that, it's not like. It's not supposed to be a commonplace. It was supposed to be at the last resort where they're wiping out the wicked or something like that. We don't do that now. We're not wiping out. Now
1: we follow the state laws, actually. Christians, you know, we're we're under the uh, authority of Rome. Jesus didn't liberate us from Roman rule, from the government. You know what I mean?
0: But what war can you think of in the last... 30 years, it's ever been about dealing with the wickedness and conquering over that and using. They're
1: all false wars, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, in the sense that even if there's fighting, I mean, some people question, you know, some people question if there are any wars at all. It might just be all narrative, others, um, but certainly there's never been that I can remember an actual just reason for yeah. these wars. Yeah, in the United it's States all been about into.
0: stealing and killing and embezzling and all this stuff. Yeah, property that doesn't belong
1: to, and God it's, will judge all that. You know the 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 rulers, the, the the government is supposed to be a just government, but they're not. You know,
0: yeah, no, oh, no, they're not. Um, no.
1: Yeah, and they will be judged by God for that. But yet, we're still supposed to follow the laws most of the time. It's kind of you know, as long as the government's laws are kind of reasonable, we follow those laws. We're under that government. We don't have a Christian theocracy. You know. The Christian the church doesn't have its own government and its own laws and all that stuff. Uh, the state does all that. You know. Yeah. But the like, people uh,
0: are what is reflecting, although you know it's a government doesn't it's not Christian or anything like that. What it's really and fifty percent of at least United States population works for the government one way or another.
1: Fifty percent.
0: At least that. And then the wow. other half are companies like Walmart and stuff like that.
1: Same as uh, um, North Korea.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see that the people themselves are not believers of God, majority of them, because it's their no. values that are being carried out.
1: All right. You shall not commit adultery. That's now, a big um, one. Now, you know, I mean, we this will come up a lot, actually. Maybe in Leviticus, we'll unpack that a bit more. But exactly what that means um is it talking about the man or the woman i think i've read some stuff i i didn't read anything this week about this but uh or something I read this week did not get into the topic, but I think that's I think that men and women are treated somewhat differently re- regarding this uh, law in a
0: way. But I think that what God meant is true to what He said. For uh,
1: both men. It doesn't really explain it here men. at all, right? Yeah. Yeah. I th- you know, but later on, later on, we get all. I mean, you probably know more about that than me, than me really. But the uh, ten after these ten commandments, it gets into s- examples of how to apply these things, right? Yeah. and then we get a little bit more detail about the uh, how to, how to actually like case law that kind of stuff oh yeah right yeah so um mid right. adultery and again uh, the family right and in a, a and a marriage is really a covenant also
0: and it destroys
1: it's a holy well, covenant
0: yeah and it you know it does say later on in other verses destroying the marital bed it destroys not only the family but the relationship that God has already ordained as a husband and wife, you cannot yeah. mess with that.
1: It causes chaos,
0: chaos, and it damages that relationship permanently. Right? You know, like and
1: we, and everyone else around the parents, yeah. children, Especially relatives.
0: In the movies and stuff, they're always encouraging adultery. Right? They're always encouraging <laughs> divorce. And there's been websites now, like Ashley Madison. <laughs> That's strictly on how. Adulterous get together and commit Uh, it without any repercussions. That's for
1: married people? It's like Tinder for married people? People
0: who are looking to stray, yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's like organized adultery. Yeah, it's all this short-term pleasure. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, God's ways are kind of about delayed gratification, you know. Because um, you know, we're ultimately, we're waiting for this future. Uh, but even Jesus thing.
0: said, didn't He say He took it to the next level? It's like not only actual adult. Don't
1: even think about it.
0: Yeah, just by thinking. Th- about
1: well, it. that's the thing is because He, Jesus, He gets down to the heart, right? So I mean, yeah. if you think about it. Eventually, you're going to do it. That's the problem, right? So. Well, not
0: only that, I guess you committed it just because if He's judging you by the heart, yeah. and that's what you desire, then you did. Yeah,
1: it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So don't even don't even yeah think that. Uh, Jesus talks you know it gets into the internal aspect uh, a lot of this stuff that we're going to read Leviticus all this it's a bit external although he God wants people's hearts to change with all this stuff it doesn't really change uh, as we're going well I
0: think out. now we're so much deep into sin like the pot is so corrupted you know it's only going to take us out when Jesus returns to clean it all up individually we can commit to God and saying yes Take me as I am, and then work with me to become a better me. Mm. But ultimately, this entire black goo that we're all living with—it's not going to get cleaned up until Jesus returns. Yeah,
1: yeah, not not perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so these these, these final six uh, commandments are kind of the love your neighbor as yourself, right? Treat people yeah. fairly and justly and all that stuff. You shall not steal is another one, right? Let yeah. People people have the right to own stuff. So this you shall own nothing and be happy goes yeah, against this. They're kind of going to steal everything team. from us. That's what they want to do. Right? You shall not steal. Let other people people have a right to possess things.
0: Yeah, that's a fundamental right. right. Those see those are all God-given rights. That's why you know people say like the constitution mm. was written by men. Yeah, maybe, but God ordained this nation. It's uh, going to come together. He was yeah,
1: God-given. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Are
1: these the God? these are the God-given rights? Um Yep. That so th- that the Constitution talks about, you think? The
0: right to property, pursuit of what is it? Um, mm, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Fundamental rights, are a right to pursue property, life, of liberty,
1: happiness. and the pursuit of happiness.
0: Yeah, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Yeah, that's it. So those so are the kind of going things, against that now. And that would encompass owning property, which is a big deal because God always talks about giving land, owning land, possessions. He took and gave the Israelites possessions of the Egyptians to take with them. If he didn't care about that, he would not have ordained any of that, right? So he wanted them to have possessions, including gold and whatever they could take with them.
1: And these, this, this, these ten commandments are kind of like the constitution of yeah. Israel, right? The Israelites. Yeah. This right. is like a constitution, um, yeah. and then you get the case laws for different examples of how to apply it. Yeah. Right? That people okay. like to say, "Oh, there's 613 laws." Well, really, it's probably more than that. But these are all just the specific examples of apply That's what these. He
0: told us about, right?
1: Yeah. How to apply love God and love your neighbor. God
0: started out with one ordinance law, whatever you want to call it, in the Garden of Eden. Don't eat from that tree. That was one. <laughs> <laughs> they they could do anything else they wanted, but they broke that one. So once that gotten broken. Then Moses had to start making, he had to resolve all those disputes of 600,000 people. So that would have meant a lot of cases, a lot of decisions that were being made. So you can just imagine there were going to be more than 600. But then ultimately, God said, all right, I'm going to come in, I'm going to give you the 10 laws. And out of those, Moses took the 10 laws and started judging according to those 10 and applied those. And that became the 600. Then after the 600, the society kept going and outside of that. Now we have a gazillion and gazillion laws. Like nobody knows how many there are, right? Yeah. More than probably the back and universe and back. So that just shows you the level of sins that people had to decide mm-hmm. to be able to resolve those disputes. When And then Jesus combined it all. He kind of took that big bang and put it back in the blue box. He said, love One law only, love thy God as yourself and your neighbor, right?
2: Yeah.
0: And all that really means if you can't even keep that one law, then of course you're going to have. So I think this entire biblical story is really just showing the multitude of sins that just keep growing and growing and growing, which is causing problems for everybody.
1: Well, it's like like we have to lock our house because we know there's people out there who are who's yeah, coveting our stuff and they want to steal. That's the whole problem is that it's in yeah. the heart. They have the heart to want to steal stuff. Yeah. So that so we need to lock the door and have a law about theft. If if you if nobody's stealing anything, if it doesn't even occur to them in their heart, then you don't need all these laws.
0: Nope. Right? And look what happened in these cities when there were all these kids of gangs go in and loot the store like loot it dry and then come out and then you know like the stores are shutting down now especially
1: well that's part of a narrative i think they're um they're probably being operatives focused. being paid yeah, yeah it's the it's all narrative driven all the all the news is 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 narrative it's not really happening and well, if you no, see people happens. doing it they're well changing. yeah but they're being paid they're, yeah. they're being paid to loot
0: yeah it's a,
1: it's a show it's theater
0: i've yeah. seen it even in twin cities here
1: Oh, they especially. They sell oh, yeah. me their
0: goods that they just looted from their local Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so they're going to shut down. Me. They want to shut down, but yeah, that's the thing. That's it goes along happening. with the agenda. They want to yeah. shut down everything. They're, be- we're all going to be living in a box, in a cube.
0: That's what's happening. I'm living. In <laughs> I'm living in my cube.
1: All right. So uh, it's better
0: cube than it could have been. Anyhow. You shall
1: not bear false witness against your neighbor. So people have a right to their. They, they have the right to a husband and a wife and their possessions and their reputation. And this, and I think, been. partly this applies in a court situation, but probably any any situation also, right?
0: It's everywhere, you yeah. know, because what happens, especially in the more dynamic areas where here it's a little more sterile people like lock themselves in their apartments and stuff but i used to live in a time frame where neighbors were coming out and greeting each other and interacting you know in your community and there were always gossip among people about accusing other people of doing yeah. something so that was more vibrant and more vibrant community when they're all gathering among themselves this commandment is really important for them not to continue to accuse their neighbors of doing things and causing strife and, you know, making uh, neighborhood wars in a way. And in court yeah. too, you don't want them prosecuted for something because the neighbor hates them, you know, wants to make a false testimony.
1: Yeah, yeah. the Yeah, the neighbor needs to be able to uh, give their witness their side of the story. Or, yeah, and this could be, you know, you could... Uh, you could just make up any story about someone else, a business rival or something. and
0: Yeah, and they have. You, you know, I've been part yeah. of some of that, yeah.
1: Yeah, so they do these things to uh, for their own selfish gain. It's almost kind of like stealing. It's kind of related. It is. To it's others.
0: stealing personal life. I mean, imagine that happening in your job where they're accusing you of false stuff. What happens? You could lose your job, and then it means you lost your livelihood because of some schmuck started lying and saying things right
1: well i was i was accused of being a threat to public health yeah because i didn't take the pharmakia
0: well that isn't over yet i just found out today that you know people are making videos that the government is tracking people who don't take it i guess that's not news maybe but that it's not over yet you know no
1: no no it's just getting started you shall not covet your neighbor's house you shall not cover covet see some people would separate this. You shall not cover your neighbor's house as a separate commandment, and then you shall not cover your neighbor's your neighbor's wife is a different commandment, you know what I mean? But here it looks like it's all together. Um Yeah, it so, kind of uh, makes
0: sense that they're together because it's just, it's all well, about covenants, don't do it.
1: Yeah, but you don't you know, the wife is a bit different than uh not necessarily. Well this a also possession. gets
0: covered in adultery don't commit it. yeah
1: so you know that because if you, if you look at the first two as the first or as just one then you need a, you need an extra one later on you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: to
1: make it 10 so anyway just for something to people for people to be aware of that that uh, you know you may come across people who number these commandments differently than you do that's the main point doesn't mean they're wrong or that they're going to hell
0: <laughs> yeah. I would just say simple simple or whatever <laughs> the bible says and just apply it.
1: Anyone who anyone who disagrees with me is going to hell. <laughs> yeah. I come across these people I can't even talk to people at church anymore because uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to use your brain, I guess. Um I guess not. anyway, so you shall uh you shall not covet your neighbor's wife or wait a minute, your neighbor's wife or his manservant or his maidservant or his ox, I I'm guilty of that. I admit I was coveting my neighbor's <laughs> ox
0: <Yeah. laughs>
1: or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's.
0: Yes. Don't touch your neighbor's stuff.
1: The donkey. Don't, don't covet your neighbor's donkey for sure. Yes. Whatever you do.
0: <laughs> well, I guess back then they probably <laughs> wanted to have steal their flocks or something, you know?
1: Well, that would be like the BMW in the garage now, right? The donkey. (laughs) Look at that donkey that guy's got. Whoa. So (laughs) is admiring
0: somebody else's property the same thing as coveting? Actually, another Christian long ago friend from, we were walking the neighborhood, which is the same neighborhood I'm back in now, which I love. I love this neighborhood. No, but I I admired the houses like in one of the blocks. And I was just pointing that out. And they said, oh, you're coveting uh, your neighbor's house. Well,
1: coveting is is like, I want that. I wish yeah, I had that I house.
0: Do, right.
1: Yeah. I think that's different than just appreciating. Hey, that's a good quality yeah. house.
0: Like it's yeah, a beautiful that's really house. Nice. You can admire that. Right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I
1: think so. You're just stating a fact really, or more or less, or, uh, or an opinion maybe, but it's, you know, it's not coveting is like, I want that.
0: I want it to the point where you're willing to do something about it.
1: Like, yeah. I mean, you get more. jealous. You're, yeah. you're upset. You're, you're right. kind of like angry. Why don't I have that? Yeah, I think that's going a little too far, you know, yeah. to, to say it's that. It's like
0: the unnatural can... desire for somebody else's stuff.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, coveting. And then um, which could lead to stealing or adultery or all these things, right? Um, all the David, people...
0: David coveted somebody else's wife.
1: And so he murdered and committed adultery.
0: Yes, so that's the result. That's the application of what he didn't do in these times. And,
1: and he was like one of the most righteous people in the entire Old Testament.
0: Yeah,
1: but and he, all... and he murdered some. Well, he didn't murder someone directly. It was kind of indirect murder. He murdered he put him the on the front lines. Directly. Well, he put him on the front lines. Oh yeah, that's, he didn't. Well, he didn't actually bad. go stab him. He didn't no, kill him but, himself personally.
0: Yeah, but that's like Fauci and all those other people, right? They just enact laws and do things. They don't have to do it. Directly yeah,
1: he
0: children. abused
1: his power as king. Yeah, yeah he was God. not a righteous king at that moment. Yeah, um, and then his, and I think his uh, ch- his son from that marriage was Solomon, who uh, who went crazy.
0: The <laughs> <laughs> uh, so guy you mean the the wisest guy ever, Solomon? Yeah, yeah,
1: that was the son of that that woman. Oh, the,
0: the second the, son; the first one died. God. That was the judgment to take the son, ah. and then God. But that was his
1: mother. Yeah. All of it oh wow.
0: Afterwards, okay.
1: interesting. All, all right. right. So, so then, all the people witnessed the thunder, and the lightning, and the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood at a distance. They said to Moses, "You speak to us, and we will listen. But do not let God speak to us, lest we die." <laughs> <laughs> They're afraid of God,
2: <laughs> as they should be.
1: Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean that maybe that kind of indicates they're like, "Well, he just gave us these Ten Commandments," and they kind of knew in their heart they can't keep those. Maybe you know, what oh, I mean? It must have yeah. been quite shocking. Maybe I'm that's sure a sign. Is,
0: think about it. They thought they were free from the Egyptians coming out of. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now they got
1: this constitution with all these rules. Yeah. <laughs> they're like hey yeah. what what happened where's my it freedom it's very
0: strict you know it's like if you do this you're going to die so yeah. yeah i'm sure they had to figure out the authority for the first time
1: but it's only 3 months after the exodus so i mean you know just keep in mind these people grew up in egypt surrounded by egyptian idols and all that stuff and they don't really know god that well even now they they all all the stuff is happening but they're it's all new to them every every day there was something new that oh, they didn't sure. anticipate you know what i mean
0: i wonder if they um, regretted it because now they're
1: they did well they say they do they want to go back to egypt right oh they remember said they already said it once already in the in the yeah. story and then that, they say it again many many times yeah we yeah. got a cat we got a cat speaking Uh-oh. of egypt
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it the bird killer
1: uh, they're all bird killers it's the uh, lulu the big the big one the gray uh. one
0: the hunter? Yeah. Right. Ooh, so Moses, I thought uh, it was a girl's name. That's what I thought the whole time. Well,
1: it's like Lou, like Louie. Lou. Louis? It's just because no. Lily was the girl's name. So we made it Lulu as the boy, like, because it kind of goes together. They're brother and sister, actually. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's kind of my wife's idea. You should have yeah. called him Louie. Louie. It's kind of like Louie, but that's her uh, her nephew's name is Louie. So we didn't um,
0: know Keeping <laughs> track of their genealogy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe that's maybe Louis is his official name, but his nickname is Lulu. Just because yeah. Lily Lily is the girl's name, so it's kind of so
0: similar. only one girl, Lily, and Peanut, and Lulu are. Well, Lily's
1: the the killer. The, Lily does the most damage.
0: Ah, you know,
1: the, the female.
0: So Lulu is the one with the white fur and the.
1: Kind of, yeah, yeah. He's, mixed yeah. brown and white. Uh, that's peanut. Peanut is the kind of the orangish orange. Oh. Orange, yeah, Lulu. This week I'm putting videos of Lily killing the bird.
0: Does the bird live?
1: Find out. Part three will reveal what happened to the bird. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I can't <laughs> wait because I'm, I'm a two. surprise
1: twist. It's a pl- there's a plot twist.
0: I hope the bird lives and flies away. That's, that's a
1: plot goes. twist. Sometimes the animals do get away. Yeah,
0: well, that's good.
1: We'll have to tune in to find out. <laughs> All right. Moses said to the people, "Do not fear, for God has come to test you. Oh no, testing again <laughs> yeah. to test you, so that the fear of Him may be before you, that you do not sin." See, we kind of lost this, right? I mean, we don't like to think of, oh, we need to fear God. No one wants to fear God anymore, but we kind of should, well, right? You? Uh,
0: Do you know how to fear God? Is that obvious to us? Because we never met him in we, many of these kinds well, of settings, right? Only through the word of God. Huh? Um, some people have.
1: Huh? Some people have. Not like this, but yeah. Um, God does reveal himself to people still Some in in. Uh, in some way, the glory of God. But
0: in a scary way,
1: no, no, we need to fear, fear the judgment, fear the wrath, fear the wrath, the consequence, we need to fear the consequences of sin.
0: Right. But I think most people don't really grasp that idea of what that
1: means. Because that's what it says, right? At the very end, so that you do not sin. We need to fear the wrath of God, because everyone wants the kind and loving God. Ah, just do whatever you want. It'll be fine. God loves you. But God I think the everybody. problem
0: with the wrath of that <laughs> is if they're unbelievers anyway, that they think their life is all there is. So if they die, what is there to fear more if they're just going to end up being the second death anyway? So there has to be something more where is it is uh, terrifying. To fear that judgment or maybe just feeling that disappointment that, yes, God actually exists and I didn't believe, you know, then just fearing death because I think most people have already accepted the idea that maybe this is it, the light that we get.
1: Yeah, so then they just sin. They just do whatever they want. Yeah because all they think they think they'll they'll just be a state of nothingness they don't realize there's a judgment at the end
0: or they don't under comprehend really what the judgment is going to be and
1: we're only we we cannot be made declared righteous through our works only through faith in Jesus Christ who was the atoning sacrifice for our sins so we'll we'll be seen as righteous in God's eyes through Jesus. Yeah. But anyone else, even if they live a fairly righteous life, they uh, if they're even if they're nice people, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, I just have to be a good person and a nice person. That's not uh, gonna cut it.
0: No, I, the righteousness is <laughs> given to us because of faith, not because how good we are.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so even a nice person without faith is, uh, and in doomed. fact,
0: all these people. We're not all that clean, you know. They're all guilty of something. All the patriarchs and all the Israelites—they yeah. sinned. every one. Yeah, of well,
1: them. that's why they had the atoning sacrifice at the in the Levitical priesthood. You know, right. they had the they had all the sacrifices to cleanse to cleanse them of their sin. So they did have atonement back then as well.
0: Yeah, but I mean, they—the fact that they sin so much. Look what god had to do they had to provide a substitute um, and then yep. ultimately
1: jesus god yeah. had to, yeah be, the people could not keep the covenant so god had to come down and keep it for them basically through jesus
2: yeah.
1: he had to come in the form of man to keep man's side of the covenant fulfill um all right so now we've got a few more laws here okay so that's the that we're done with the ten commandments
2: yeah
1: or at least the the revelation of the ten commandments but uh, the chapter's not finished yet um, the people stood a distance away as Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. Thick darkness. The cloud, you know, because there's a separation, right? God is, yeah. is is God is concealed from us, um, even though He's kind of coming down to the mountain, or at least partially coming to the mountain. Uh, maybe it's an angel of the Lord type of uh, event or something. But this but is uh, interesting
0: here that He was Yeah,
1: there's a, yeah thick the thick darkness. Darkness. Yeah, well, it's like the cloud, the the dark uh, cloud. So the law about the altar. Then the Lord said to Moses, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, right? The children, Mm -hmm. you yourselves have seen that I have spoken to you from heaven. You shall not make gods of silver alongside me or make gods of gold for yourselves. Oh, (laughs) what did they do?
0: (laughs) They made a calf, golden calf.
1: Wait. So God is talking to Moses. And then, yeah, so Moses must have told people this. But yet they did they it anyway. To. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. All right. You shall make an altar of earth for me, and on it you shall sacrifice your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. In every place where I cause my name to be honored, I will come to you and bless you. If you will make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of cut stones. For if you use your tool on it, you will have polluted it, and hmm. you shall not go up by steps to my altar so that your nakedness will not be exposed on it. See, there's a, that idea of uh, nakedness is a kind of dishonor, uh, dishonorable thing. That's why when, when Noah was drunk and passed out naked, the sun exposed Noah's nakedness. That's why that was such a bad thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, so they so want you to cover up your bottoms and basically so like, Yeah, I mean
1: I don't know exactly what they're wearing back then, but uh it sounds like um
0: can't see the underneath path to have covered clothing to walk up the steps. because you yeah, think it could not just be your genitals but your legs and everything, right? It's everything exposing your body.
1: Well, it's stuff. probably talking about the uh private parts, mainly, my guess. Yeah. Cuz you know if they're wearing some kind of robe type thing. Right. And you're walking up the stairs, you know, it's like uh you get these guys like in Japan, these there was this these uh these guys would stand on the bottom of the el- escalator and they'd look up look up to look under the girl's yeah. skirts.
0: And I wonder like, you know, wearing skirts like even if you wear underwear, is that still exposing yourself if you're walking up the god steps?
1: Well, the the you know these uh they call them skebe these these perverted guys would would still want to look at that
0: yeah but that's not yeah. i'm getting into the pervertedness of it it's just saying you're not exposing yourself on the steps yeah that i
1: would say i know. would say that's yeah you want to you want to like make sure no one's going to look up your skirt you yeah. know
0: but i don't think it has to do anything with people looking up the skirts i think it has to do with exposing the nakedness on god's property so it has nothing to do with peeps it has strictly to do with exposing yourself on god's steps so i'm guessing you would have to cover it all up in that
1: yeah i think yeah just yeah just um exposing nakedness was was not uh was not good basically
0: so we finished i had more chapters but we're already two hours into it so we can't
1: continue. yeah i mean it's, it's kind of uh, a major piece of uh Content, you know what I mean? Ten yeah. Commandments and all that stuff, and they're and en- you know they're entering into a covenant, kind of like a constitution. It's almost it's like a family, rela- you know, it's almost like a marriage constitution or something. So they're becoming, uh, they're becoming, they're they're well, God's trying to create them into their, His kingdom of people, of priests. Yeah, He
0: gave you know, them kings and priests. They're not too hard to follow. I don't think any of them were that difficult, were they? That made people. No like oh my gosh this is too hard
1: yeah it's really not i mean it doesn't look when you read it on paper it's not so hard no yeah so, i mean uh,
0: and they were only 10 i mean compared to what we're judged by today it's a lot so they only yeah. 10 but apparently they're not going to keep those 10 either
1: and then you know they yeah we're gonna we're gonna come across these again did we look at matthew oh. should we finish with that Yep. Let's, let's finish with Matthew 22, and we're going to start at, uh, down at verse 34. So uh, when the Pharisees heard that he silenced the Sadducees that came together, one of them, who was a lawyer, tested him, again, testing Jesus by asking him, Teacher, what, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And click on that little C there. You'll probably see the original verse where that appeared first, Deuteronomy six five, right? Yeah. So he's quoting the Old uh, Testament there. That in Deuteronomy six five is kind of like a summary. It's not like a second. It's not like a its own law, like a new law. It's a summary. Yeah. Just like this is Jesus is summarizing it, so it's not like a new thing that Jesus just invented. It was yeah. already in the Deuteronomy the whole time and it uh, it summarizing. Know, right? Was
0: is that? he down at the mountain there? He made the law. He gave out the Ten Commandments.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he knows, right? Yeah. So, but they don't know who Jesus. They don't understand who Jesus is, right? These yeah. Sadducees, the Pharisees, and these guys. So they're like, Jesus is talking with he, this authority, yeah. like this is what the law is all about. People are like, No, no, you're wrong. We know what it's all about. <laughs> and they don't
0: uh, believe them to this day. That. Yeah, because you know what their biggest saying is that it it appears to them that Jesus Jesus contradicted everything what Yahweh did because they don't connect yeah. that it's the same God, so they think yeah that that Jesus yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Is
0: contradicting yeah. the Torah exactly.
1: Yeah. He, he's giving them greater revelation. It's like right. it's like he's it's a, he's taking it up a notch. <laughs> yeah, he's,
0: he, he took it the spiritual level as to yeah
1: yeah yeah he yeah. fulfilled everything he he you know it's a, he fulfilled the law and the prophets like it says in Matthew uh, five seventeen but then the second okay so and then the second is like you shall love your neighbor as yourself right so th- that summarizes the ten commandments and that what's there Le- Leviticus nineteen eighteen
2: yeah it's,
1: it's you know so he's 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 quote he you know and these guys know the scripture right. They they knew that this was there, and so Jesus is quoting them scripture, um, and those two sentences from Deuteronomy and Leviticus, those were summarizing the Ten Commandments back then, and Jesus is doing it now. And these two commandments hang all the law and, and what? And the prophets. Very important. Okay, let's go to Matthew 5.17, which is a very, very difficult passage. So remember, it just said law and prophets, right? Which is basically the entire scripture at that time, right? All they had was what we call now the Old Testament. That's all they had. And it was law, would be the Torah, would be the first five books. The prophets were basically the rest of the Bible. Do not think, so this is the Sermon on the Mount. Do not, this is very, this is a complex, very complex. I don't think I can explain it uh, very well, but do not think that I have come to abolish the law or what? or the prophets. I have not come. Everyone just talks about the law. Even in my class, I had, to ask, I had to answer a question about this verse, and they said, what does it mean when Jesus said he came to abolish the law? Mm-hmm. My answer was, no, it says law and prophets. I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill them. Other yeah. other translations say fulfill them. So both of them fulfilled prophecy. It's like fulfilled. I have come to fulfill prophecy is really what he's saying.
0: Because every. All, the law and what the prophets prophesied was all pointing to Jesus. So, yeah, exactly. L-C-K. Exactly. That's the point.
1: And then the next one, the next one, everyone, this is the Hebrew roots verse right here. Mm-hmm. For truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away. have Has heaven and earth passed away yet? Well, no. in some sense, it has actually. In some sense, it has. Not one dot or mark will pass. That's the Hebrew letters, the Yod and uh, Will pass from the law until all be fulfilled. So look at look look at the last word of verse seventeen. What's the last word of verse seventeen? Fulfill. fulfill.
2: Yeah. So
1: Jesus fulfilled something. What's the last word of verse eighteen?
0: Fulfilled. <laughs> yeah. So
1: Jesus just said, "I came to fulfill this." Maybe it was fulfilled because that's what it says.
0: Well, he did fulfill the prophecies that led to him. And all the mm-hmm. law, it came down to one now. Just love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. In that sense, all is. So we're not having to repeat that. We're not going to be doing animal sac- sacrifices to be an atonement for our mm-hmm. sins when Jesus died for those sins already. Right? You're not going to go yeah. backwards.
1: Let's go go down to verse 21. You have heard that it was said by the ancients, you shall not murder. Right? Yeah. That's We just read that. We just read the Ten Commandments, so a lot of people will say, "Well, the rest of this, he's talking about man-made traditions." No, but no, this is an actual one of the commandments. We just read it.
0: Yeah, but and murders, scene, shall- those commandments are never going to go away. You're not a- allowed to murder. Yeah, right. Those yeah. commandments still no, no, it's,
1: they're still here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in the, the the new covenant, repeats these commandments, which is what he's. Sometimes. I think the, I think this right here, the Sermon on the Mount, Mount Mountain. This is Jesus doing his version of the Sinai yes, covenant.
0: That's a good point. That's a big connection there. So he's doing that. But I think, see, to me, Jesus is Yahweh at the mountain who gave the Ten Commandments. Now in flesh, he's summarizing all of those Ten Commandments down to one.
1: And in, in putting them in our hearts. But let's, let's read this paragraph. But I say to you, so see, he's kind of taking it to the next level here. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother, without a cause, shall be in danger of judgment. And whoever yeah. says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the Sanhedrin. But whoever says, you fool, should be in danger of hellfire, right? So it's like, you know, he's, he's taking it to the internal thoughts of the mind.
0: Yeah. is the spirit and, uh, of your heart. And
1: this is the new covenant. This is the new covenant. Remember Jeremiah 31, 31, the new covenant. I will make a new covenant different from the old one, not like the old one. That he was written on stone. That, yeah. This is, is written on our hearts.
0: Literal. You know, the old one was law application. That was very literal. The new covenant is spiritual with your heart. It's written in our hearts. Yeah.
1: And it's very similar, very similar to the but old the laws covenant. didn't
0: go away. Like the Ten Commandments never went away. It's just now a spiritual condition written in our hearts that he's judging. Yeah, it.
1: yeah, yeah. The new covenant has yeah. these things written on our hearts. The right. um, principles are still there. Yeah, it's not like we can go murder adultery,
0: now. You can't steal. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah.
1: And that's all the New Testament right. talks about, all these things again. We're, but we're not under, the, so the Hebrew roots guys think we're still under the old covenant administration of these principles. They don't realize. Is
0: the spirit of their heart, the condition of their heart.
1: Yeah, we just read in Hebrews, the old covenant is obsolete. We're in the new covenant. They, they don't realize there's been a shift. We're in the new covenant. We're under a new covenant job contract it's a new
0: covenant but at the same time it's it's the
1: same old ideas
0: the the ten commandments
1: just like if if you had a job you work five years at your job your contract expires you get a you get a new contract and a lot of the things you're going to do are the same as what you used to do but there's going to be it's better it's a better it's uh, it's better that they
0: don't have to think about every single one of the laws when they can just roll it all together in one
1: well, because you don't need to. If if these yeah. principles are written on our hearts, then we don't need to you know, think about it so much because we're not going to be doing it. We're going to be kind to our neighbor. We're not going to steal because it's on our heart. Right. You know what I mean?
0: So then, yeah, but...
1: You don't need all these laws.
0: Because we're not going to break them like, anyway. Yeah, the literal meaning of the old law, where the the new one, one law pretty much... Covers all sins.
1: It does, and yeah. yeah. So the word commandment shows up a lot in the New Testament, but it's talking about the commandments of Jesus that we just read in Matthew twenty-two.
0: And they also um, said that the laws were given to show our transgressions. So basically, yeah, people were committing those transgressions. Every single one of those commandments, they were worshiping other gods. They were committing adultery. They were not honoring their father and mother. They were doing all these things. That's why God had to write them down. And they were murdering people, right? Even Cain killed his brother. So all those laws had to be written down to show them that this was wrong. And then it got expanded on because they were still doing more stuff beyond that. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think what happened is like a lot of Christians are, are, they call it liberalism, where they just think, you know oh there's no more we don't have to live under the law anymore so we can just sin as much as we want jesus will forgive jesus (laughs) died for our sins so now we can just sin all the time it's great this thank you jesus (laughs) (laughs) then the hebrews guys came and said hey no no it's not like that we got to follow the laws yeah like they both go to the extreme too far there's a way that we're in the new covenant but a lot of the principles of the old covenant are still there something like that it's it's hard to explain
0: i think once you understand that what jesus is saying and the spirit of the law is written in your hearts like the whole idea is that if you think about god and you think about love your fellow man then you're not going to be wanting to think about these other things or not can we go to can we yeah. go to
1: verse 27 uh, the same, same kind of chapter. thing same chapter because he, he basically goes over the 10 commandments again right a lot of them not yeah. all of them but you have heard it you've heard that it was said by the ancients you shall not commit adultery right that's one of the 10 commandments that's yeah. not some man-made law of the pharisees that's what yeah. everyone's all the hebrew roots guys they say oh no jesus was correcting the pharisees they had a they must they misunderstood, you know they had their own traditions this is directly what we just read yeah from exodus 20 but but see but I say to you, like he's saying this is Yahweh, this is Jesus who was Yahweh, right? Part of the Trinity. Yeah. He's but I say to you that whoever looks on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. See, he's talking about the heart. The new covenant is written on our heart. Yep. So he's explaining what our hearts should look like. Now that's difficult to do. So then the yeah, then you say, Well, man, I can't live like well, I think this is the ideal, but he's being honest with us. This is what i want this is what people should be like we should live like this but maybe we still can't you know what i mean I but think, still, know, that's, whole
0: world I mean, we're not able to because
1: but in, in the future oh, in the eternal kingdom it'll be like this that's what i think yeah, yeah.
0: because at that point we're somehow circumcised of evil and circumcised
1: sin. our heart and sometimes yeah. you know sometimes in fact we can work you can improve you know i mean i can um, there's temptation out there, but sometimes I'm like, let's have a lust free date, you know,
2: (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you just gotta
1: be careful where you go, you know, but, uh, you know, but, um, yeah. So that's the ideal though. It's like, he's like, no, this is what the law is really about. This is what I want you to get. This is the kingdom. So, and then the (laughs) The next one teaching about divorce,
0: it's like a thousand billion sins you can get into. And really ultimately, You can stop counting even beyond 10 or 1,000. or You have to be connected to God in order to prevent yourself from getting trapped in the different ways you can sin. Because it's not just 10 cents, 600 or whatever, how many people can count. It's a lot.
1: Can we go to Matthew 7? I think this is the end. Matthew chapter 7, go down to verse 12. This is uh, getting towards the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Therefore, everything you would like men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets, right? That's what they call the golden rule, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Do unto others, right? Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Notice the law and the prophets is always connected like that. Which is the oh. entire which is all the scriptures they had at that time sometimes he adds the psalms he says that later on but um and then at the end of Luke remember he's he's talking to the guys he's after the resurrection he points out to them where he you know that th- th- he points out to them that the scripture was talking about him the whole time hmm? the end of Luke
2: <laughs> oh, <I know laughs> the end of
1: Luke. That. That's, all, that's all I, I don't know the exact verse off the top of my head, but it's I had it written down somewhere. It's the end of Luke. So this is after the resurrection. Luke 24, verse 25. Jesus talking, he says, He said to them, O fools and slow of heart to believe what the prophets have spoken. Was it not, um, was it not necessary for Christ to suffer all these things and to enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, there it is again. Moses is the law. It's a it's a synonym for law, right? The Mosaic Covenant laws. He explained to them the things concerning himself and all the scriptures. So the mm-hmm. connection there, the law and the, he's fulfilled the law and the prophets. That's what he's saying right here. I'm not sure
0: if that's what it really says, but because I haven't read the whole thing. In the beginning of Moses, <laughs> the explained to them the things concerning himself. I think all it says is that he was with all scripture pointed to him.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's what oh, I'm saying. It says, all
0: right. then w- we which means that he fulfills
1: course. the pro he's fulfilling prophecy again. Once again, Moses is also connected with the prophets again. And scripture is the law and the prophets in scripture. They're used uh, synonymously,
0: which points to him. All of it. Yeah.
1: So the law, what well, we just read, the 10 commandments pointing to him. Yeah, All the laws, Leviticus, all this stuff that we're going to read. The rest of Exodus is a lot like Leviticus. It's all law from now for a while.
0: He gave them out for the purpose of ruling his people to his standards. Not that it revealed, it didn't point to Jesus necessarily, the Ten Commandments, but it did point to God himself, the standard that he wants all people to live by.
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay, so something like that. Was that. Good. All right. Well, that's a lot uh, that's of, a lot of stuff. Thing. Yep. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff to digest. It is. And, uh, so,
0: well, it's a good place to stop here, and then I guess uh, they're going to start applying those laws in the next few chapters, and we'll start there. Well,
1: yeah, for the for the next like uh, twenty, it goes into Leviticus. Same 29. thing. It's it's yeah. all it all kind of takes place at Mount Sinai, I think. A lot of these, because um, they don't really start moving. You know, the, the the historical narrative story doesn't really begin until after Leviticus again.
0: Yeah, That's so kind of now sitcom. we're going to see all the people and living by God's commandments and Moses, the, the Mosaic law, and try to kind of live a good society in a way, right? Because they, if they kept all well, the, but they, they don't. fail. Yeah. Yeah. They failed yeah. miserably, but that's where the laws actually came. Like I'm sure See, they didn't think about certain things were happening. Like I'm always amazed when people do certain things because then he's like, oh, you need this law in the books. Don't do that. So it's kind of like it's just adding more and more because of what they send.
1: Yeah, and they're starting from scratch. So they probably did need all these uh, all these laws written down because he's starting like a new nation, right? It's it's yeah, you know. And well, they, they they were slaves in Egypt. They don't know anything. They they have no idea how how and, to live.
0: And I'm guessing since God had to give out these Ten Commandments, those laws probably never existed anywhere else. Like
1: not really. Some of them, like don't murder, that was a basic one, probably don't steal. There were some basic. Other countries had laws.
2: That, really? No, they but,
1: did. They they had law. They they, they found they had, there's you know they they found written records of these laws okay. from other countries yeah and, and like there's all these different societies they had laws but not like this it's a little it's different um because yeah. they're god
0: till next time we'll keep on going with moses and his people <laughs> good night moses you are yeah. moses for my day not really you moses from <laughs> now on
2: okay yeah all right thanks <laughs> Bye. see you later all right